This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. From the suburban sprawl in New Jersey to the shores of the Delaware River in eastern Pennsylvania, this is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Pat McDonald. And I'm Truman, and I'm back! And this is episode 314, this is totally my hat now. There you go. This is the episode, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Welcome back, Truman. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Tr- Jay is still dealing with the egg controversy from his vegan bakery. But uh, Truman, where you been? How's it been? Well, I'd say I'm glad to be back in Easton, but I'm not, because I was on my honeymoon, and I was not here. And uh, it was way nicer in Myrtle Beach. I imagine. I imagine it was nicer. Uh, you know, would uh, you know? But how's uh, how's you know a week or a week week and a half of married life been for you? I think our people want to know how was the wedding for you. I described it on the show, but I can't give your perspective. Let our fans know uh, what it was like for you. It was awesome. Like, what a great day! You couldn't have. I don't know if you talked about the weather, but the weather was fucking incredible. Uh, the venue was awesome. Uh, the, the linens almost shit the bed, but that actually came through. So everything actually like everything really came together, uh, right when it should have right at five o'clock ceremony went off without a hitch. The reception was awesome. The New Jersey devil's mascot showed up, uh, which was a total, I don't know if you mentioned that, but that was a total surprise to me. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. No idea that was going to happen. So there's some amazing photos from that uh, i think if you go on my twitter and scroll down i believe i i did post about that uh, him riding a carousel with us yeah that, that was probably a probably one of the most unique things i've ever seen at a wedding is <laughs> the mascot for the, the mascot for any team i should say but specifically the new jersey devils in this case riding a carousel with you and your new bride uh, yeah it, it really was a great uh you know experience for everybody I imagine for you more than anybody else, uh, but yeah, I did. I did try to, eh, I did my best to try and convey to everybody how the uh, night went. Yeah, but, no, it, it was it was, I mean, just an amazing night, and then like just an amazing honeymoon. Great weather. Ah, oh, the whole week was just the weather was awesome, and I did not have to watch any Red Bull fuck ups. <laughs> That is a good point. No rebel fuck-ups to watch. Yeah. We should ask, how was the humidity in Myrtle Beach? Was it better there, or is it better now back north? No, like, none. Ugh. None. None. It was it was flawless. I'll tell you, there's a couple cloud, like cloudy days. We had rain one day, so we did a lot of indoor stuff that day. Uh, but no, no humidity. You weren't sweating. It was, like, in the high 70s. It was yeah. fucking, it was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, lucky, because recently the humidity has creeped up here in Jersey, that's for sure. 
But that is enough of Truman's, you know, happiness and all that bullshit. On to soccer. So let's first start off the uh, United States Men's National Union. By the way, if you were listening, this is a U.S. centric set episode. Yeah. What else uh, are we going to talk about? <laughs> not much going on in Rebel Land. Uh, the first game would be United States Soccer faced off against Guyana out in Minnesota, the new Allianz Field. They won 4 nothing. Uh, it was the first game, first official game in 20 months for the U.S. national team. Uh, first game that mattered, and it was first wow. game that mattered for Greg Berhalter. So uh, let's talk about that. Uh, Tyler Boyd certainly came out and scored two goals, got a brace in his first major start for the United States men's national team after recently converting from New Zealand. Uh, the other goals came through Paul Ariola out of yeah, DC United. <laughs> and Jossie Zarda scored a goal, and we'll talk plenty about that later, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, Truman, let's do our usual likes and dislikes, even though it's the U.S. national team. Okay. What did you dislike about this match? Uh, I mean, I guess the first half that they they had plenty more chances. We're, wow, we're going to complain about a 4 nothing game, right? Which is, which is crazy. And maybe my dislike should be all the complaints about a four nothing win, <laughs> you know, uh, especially on the post game, they were really railing it, but I guess I'll just say the first half. I thought they had a lot more chances to finish in front of the net. Um, and there didn't seem to be a lot of, uh, I'm trying to, uh, a lot of order there. There didn't seem like a set plan in that first half when they came down, Christian Pulisic was coming down. They were getting crosses in, but, uh, no one was in a lot of good spots to finish chances. Um, and it looked a little chaotic. And again, when you play better teams, those are the chances you have to put away. It's because they, they had opportunity in front of the net. And I think I'm sure that's what a lot of people railed about is like, those are the moments you have to put away. So when the games get tougher and they're going to get tougher real quick, the, <laughs> as you know, the, those are the shots you got to put away. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think there is, while there was a lot of good in this match, I think the, uh, and the, the dislike would have to be that there were moments where they still seemed like they didn't know what they were supposed to do. And that's been the big complaint, especially considering the Jamaica and Venezuela match, that um, this system may be a bit too complicated for the limited amount of time that Berhalter has with these players. Um I'm not quite going to say it's time to throw out the system because I think there are positives in which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, I think there were a lot of moments where passes were mishit, whether it was because yeah, the passer made the mistake or because they passed it somewhere where their teammate didn't expect to be. But it was certainly uh, something worrisome. I mean, here's the thing. What it was again, it was like 179th in the world. I mean, mm -hmm. when, you, when you hear that, you think this team again? It's weird complaining about a four nothing victory, but you think six nothing. You think seven nothing. I mean, I was at the bar at W Road in Scotch Plains, which I'll be there again Saturday for a Trinidad game, and uh, there was a Guyana fan there, which we had a two to one ratio for Guyana to United States fans. And by that I mean, there were three people in the bar watching the game, <laughs> and <laughs> and he was very much. Worried that it was going to be a 10 nothing win for the United States, but it was 4 nothing. And, um, you know, it, it's the United States absolutely should have possibly outplayed them some more. 
chances, like you said, were missed. And I think we'll get into specific players and they are, uh, you know, when we wrap this up a little bit, but um, there was, uh, but overall four, nothing was in that zone of, okay. So I guess on that note, we'll go into likes. What did you like about this game? Well, I, again, I think I think the team's still very young, and like you said, with Burhalter in a new system, they're still really getting to know each other. Uh, this is a team two years ago had to be completely broken down. Like we saw the end of an era after they didn't qualify for the World Cup, and it's been a lot, a lot of new players coming in. So I will say a four nothing win is not that horrible. It's not as horrible as everyone made it out to be. Um, I think there's a lot of positives that in the second half, they did put things together. They scored the third goal. Was the third goal, the deflected header. Yes. Right. That weird play. I fucking love that. Like what a, that was just like perfect timing. I mean, that was in the right place at the right time. Uh, that was a great goal. So yeah, I, I think the positive to take out of it is for a team that's just learning to come together under a new coach with a lot of new players, uh, Good, good, good result. Yeah. My like will have to be Tyler Boyd. You know, Tyler Boyd can't just recently uh, switched his allegiance to the United States from the New Zealand team. Uh, and I think there's obviously a lot of questions. I, I, I forget. I think it was Bobby Warshaw was on the Total Soccer Show, and he said there's no one more exciting to the United States fan base than a player who is doing well in a league that nobody watches. And that is exactly Tyler Boyd in terms of his performance for the Turkish and the Turkish league this past season where he performed phenomenally. But now we've actually seen him in action and he really put the game, you know, on his heels. You know, he had some stellar crosses. He had, uh, you know, two goals, obviously, the brace. Um you know, one, I think both goals were good. I know a lot of people are trying to like poo poo his second goal because deflected off somebody, but it was fantastic. And it really gives you, considering that there's no true number 10, even though that's where we're putting Christian Pulisic, um, you know, it, it does mean that we rely a lot on the wing play and we have not had a lot of action from there. And Tyler Boyd seems to be filling that role very admirably. So, uh, Tyler Boyd, you get my like. Uh, afterthoughts, do you have any afterthoughts in this round? How much would you have loved to seen uh, another Tyler on this team running around? Oh yeah, right, oh, yeah. right. Wouldn't that have been the missing piece? I mean, it uh, that that's the tough part of watching it is that that's if Tyler Adams was out there. Oh my god, yeah. You know, I, maybe it was a completely different story. Yeah, no, I I, I do agree with you there. Uh, I think he would have been a better look. I don't want to crap all over Michael Bradley. I actually do think he had a decent game. I mean, he got the assist on Tyler Boyd's uh, first goal, which was uh, the 1,000th goal for the United States Madison national team. I think I read that the first ever goal scored for the US, the national team was in 1916, so that's pretty interesting. And wasn't this the wasn't it like the 700th game or something like that? Right? There was something like a weird, like yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy thing there. So it was uh, very interesting. And yeah, Tyler Adams. I mean, I think he's absolutely a destroyer that um, we are missing. Uh, if he was in this roster, I think there'd be a chance that they could compete for the CONCACAF uh, championship at this rate. I 
don't think they're topping Mexico at all. Yeah. Um, which, whatever, you know, as long as they make it, I think that's still progress under uh, Berhalter. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it was uh, Bradley, not as bad as a lot of fans want to make him out to be. Definitely upgrade over to uh, Will Trap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so there's that. Uh, my afterthought would be Giassi's artist sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I originally wanted to say that I understood Greg Berhalter not bringing in Josh Sargent to this game or to this uh, roster, I should say. And um, Giassi's artist had at least two chances he should have buried in the first half that I think Josie Altador absolutely would have buried. Um, the one thing I'll say is that I'm not sure Josie Altador would have gotten that goal that Jossie did get because I think that was the most Jossie Zardes a goal that we could ever see. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know, I had that thought. So, Mark Fishkin, if you're listening, I didn't steal it from you. I really did have that thought at the same time you did. Um, so it, it's, he, you know, the, there were two chances that he had where it was he was right in front of the goal. And the ball just fell to his feet, and he just jumbled it around. And he had that classic Giassi's artist touch, where I really do think somebody like uh, Josie Outdoor or even, you know, a rusty Josh Sargent would have put away. So that is uh, disappointing. That being said, I do think we will see Josie Outdoor sooner or later. Uh, I do agree with a lot of the pundits who have said that, um, you know, with – not a lot to risk against Guiana. You save a recently coming off injury, uh, Josie Altidore, for the later matches. Yeah. Uh, especially since in so many tournaments, he's gotten hurt, and, you know, it, it just seems to be the best. So, with that being said, catharsis time comes. <laughs> catharsis time. The United States men's national team this Saturday faces off against Trinidad at 8 o'clock. At First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. If Zach Wasink doesn't have his tickets, he's a bad person. <laughs> so, you watch, he doesn't have tickets. I'm sure he doesn't. He's probably making some bitch-ass comment on Twitter right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is the big match. I mean, here's the thing. like, it, It's not that big, but it, it will be a cathartic moment for the United States if they can beat Trinidad and if they can beat them with you know, a fucking passion is that's what I think United States fans want to see. So Truman, what do you see happening this Saturday in Cleveland? Well, I, I, I'm expecting more uh, finishes in front of them in the first half. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, again, if, if they, if this game got the nerves out, right. If you're thinking this was the game, this was the game that counted. Um, they shook out the nerves and there's no reason why they can't be, I mean, come on, they're the fucking home team in this, uh-huh. right? You can't be, you can't beat up Trinidad, then just fucking leave your own country. Right. So that being said, I'll give him a three, nothing win. <laughs> you know what? Especially since it doesn't come toward the standings of the belt. I'm going to five, nothing win. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. I'm going to speak for the United States fan base. Like I know Trinidad, you know, doesn't necessarily deserve it. It's not their fault that we didn't make the World Cup. It's really more our fault. But come on, this is what we want to see. When we want to see Trinidad get pounded in the ground, uh, even if, even though a one nothing, if we win the Gold Cup and a one nothing win is what we get here, makes all the more sense. 
No, we want to see Trinidad pound of the gun. We want to get that catharsis. We want to exercise no demons. Uh, sorry, Trinidad, but you're our target. Five nothing <laughs> victory. That is what I'm predicting. Uh, and that is what I'm going with. And one just quick thing before, because this is a Red Bull podcast. What did you think of Aaron Long's performance against Guyana? I mean, he was there, right? Well, Did fuck up. I'm happy. Happy. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I have to see a little bit more of him. I wouldn't mind seeing some uh, former Metro Miazga out there in the next game or two. That'd be cool too. And again, it's it's hard it's hard to judge against a team like that because yeah, what are they playing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we'll judge when the tougher teams come. Exactly. I mean, I'm not worried. He's a fucking great player. We see it all the time. So, exactly. You know, it's it's. it's I hope Yana yeah, was the game that he needed to shake off the final bit of rust. And I think he was fine. I don't think he was great, but I think he was fine. And uh, I would hope to see he gets a few more chances this Gold Cup. But that remains to be seen. All right, that leaves us with the United States Women's National Team. They have just won the group, having beaten Sweden earlier today. They won a 2 nothing victory with goals by Lindsey Horan and what looked like a goal by Tobin Heath, but is now apparently a own goal by Jana Anderson. Um, so, uh, you know, it's uh, was not a – they the United States generally dominated the run of play. Uh, Sweden have significantly less possession. Uh, a bit unexpected in that, uh, you know, standpoint, considering Sweden knocked them out of the – uh olympics only three years ago but but you think this is more of a game where they already had the six points locked up and they can kind of like cruise control on this one maybe that maybe the rage isn't quite there you know what watching the game i i don't think they really let off the pedal i really think sweden played it soft i really do um i feel like they were pressing from like the you know they weren't really pressing in united states attack uh from the no further from the you know halfway line, so um, I'm I'm gonna give Jules uh, credit, but they I, to that extent, yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. But considering how uh, you know passive Sweden was, I do think there was an extent from uh, you know Jules and company to uh, not press as much. So uh, Truman. Uh, any thoughts on the U.S. women going on in this World Cup so far? Oh, they're really fucking good. I mean, it, it, this is to be expected out of this group. This was, I mean, completely the plan. Um, maybe, I think, yeah, Sweden would have been the one team to kind of give them run for their money. But when you already scored, what was it, 16 goals going into this game, right? Yes. So you already had 16 goals. Well, you weren't worried about goal differential. No. <laughs> tiebreakers. No. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm so I'm. Listen, I missed so much sports when I was gone. I'm not complaining, but it. I wish I could have watched that that game, that first uh, game live. I really beautiful. do. I mean, I pretty much watched it through Twitter. Um, also, the worst goalkeeping I've ever seen. I think they they like. I feel like Thailand got their version of me, and was like, "Can you just play goal?" Okay. Because <laughs> that's what I would. I want to. You watch those replays. That's me and Net. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, falling over. But yeah, I listen. I, they, they are. I think they prove they are the best team in yeah. the world right now. 
Um, they haven't even given up a fucking goal. So I, I mean, I expect nothing but the best out of them here on out. What what more can we expect? I mean, I think the big question right now with the U.S. Women's National Team is that, like, you know, their goalkeeper is replacing Hope Solo, who is a national team legend. All her personal life aspects aside, um, you know, but she has not been largely tested in this tournament. So once the going gets tough, um, that is the big question. Can she come up big like Hope Solo has in the past? Um, and one of those big matchups is coming in the quarterfinals. Should the United States beat Spain, who is their uh, round of 16 matchup? And that match uh, will come on June 24th at Rhymes, where wherever Rhymes is. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be at new. If I'm reading Wikipedia correctly, it will be at noon time on uh, June 24th. United States versus Spain. Spain in their group finished in second place behind Germany. They finished with four points with one win, one draw, one loss. Truman, have any thoughts about how the United States will face against uh, Spain in the round of 16? My guess is that they'll be taller than Spain. <laughs> My guess. Uh, and I don't see the, I don't see them having any problems with them. Uh, I know they said that Spain's definitely gotten a little better. But uh, are they America good? No, they're not America good. So uh, this kind of game, uh, knockout, knockout round. I'll say, let me. I'm going to throw a generic two nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm even willing to go like three, four nothing. Uh, I really do think they will uh, kind of pile it on with Spain. I mean, obviously the big matchup, which is so unfortunate how this worked out, because two of the favorites of this this uh, tournament is the United States, and France. Now, it would be foolish if the United States women's national team looked forward like we are to that mm-hmm. French national team, take care of Spain first. Um, but I do think they will take care of business. My only worry is that even though I agree with Gillis's, uh decision to rest most of the starters against Chile, um, Alex Morgan was kind of a non-factor today against uh, Sweden. So after scoring five goals, has she <laughs> come out of her rhythm? I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, I, I hope not. I hope it was just an off game. Um, but that would be my big fear right now. And um, But overall, I think there's enough attacking uh, talent there on this team from top to bottom to take care of Spain and hopefully take care of teams beyond. Um, I believe uh, – once again, I think I'm citing total soccer show. I've listened to a lot of recently, and uh, again, when it comes to women's soccer coverage, listen to that show. They are phenomenal right now. Uh, but it was something to the effect that you know our backups in attack would be starters on pretty much every other team in this World yeah. Cup. So, um, so I'm I'm gonna go with four nothing win over Spain, uh, and uh, then the big game will come up against. Uh, France, and uh, you know what? I'm not even talking about date. We'll not. We'll worry about that until a later show. All right, uh, we're on the dumping ground. We don't have sound effects because we don't have Janice and uh, you know aboard. Do you have anything on the dumping ground? Uh, I, I don't know. Kind of a kind of a quiet week, right? And, and nothing going on. I mean, there's Open Cup. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Because we're out. We're out. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know DC got knocked out at home. Uh, New England's out, right? They're they're gone. 
uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of weird. It's weird to not have any Red Bull stuff for this long, and we're not even going to game yeah. getting a game until next Friday. I know, right? So long. Uh, it's, it's a drought. I mean, I guess the one thing that I like about the Open Cup is that lower teams can qualify, and there are two in the round of eight, so that's kind of cool. So that's the only thing I think. I think St. Louis FC, and I forget who the other team, maybe New Mexico or something, I think they are in the uh, round of eight, which, yeah, you know what? I'm rooting for both of them. Yeah, there you go. Talk to the rest of the MLS, you know? Uh, that's that. That's my rooting interest. Oh, so I hold on. I do have a, I do have a dumping ground topic. Um, while I was in South Carolina, uh, there's a place called Broadway on the beach down there. It's it's pretty much like I don't know. It's a giant tourist trap. There's lots of stores and restaurants. They had a sports store down there that had like every team you can imagine: jerseys, t-shirts, you name it. Everyone, every league. Mm-hmm. They had one uh, shelf. With soccer shirts, they had Atlanta United. Okay, I figure I get yeah. it. You know, South Carolina, sure. but they had NYCFC down there. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No Red Bull stuff. Very upsetting. Gross. Very upsetting. Um, I should have just thrown it right in the trash and did him a favor. You should, yeah, should lit it on fire. But. Give him no credit card. Yeah, but I will say it was all officially licensed gear. Uh, they had some Liverpool shirts that didn't, they were not my size. I think they were actually like kid shirts. Um, <laughs> the only men's shirts they had were like Man United, Man City, Real Madrid, Juventus. Like, where's the fucking, where's the, the Champions League winners? Maybe they sold out. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. they sold out. I don't know. You know all the front runners need a team now, so. I guess. You know, that's Liverpool. Also, I, I guess I should mention the best gift I got, right, at the wedding. Okay. Uh, did I send you guys, did I show you guys a picture of this? Or did, did you see this at all? Maybe. I, you know, I think you know what it is. So anyway, uh, good, good friend, uh, my um, unofficial son, Brandon Bell, um, gave me autographed Steven Gerrard Liverpool jersey from 2004 it's in my room because i have no idea where the fuck i'm gonna hang this thing it's enormous <laughs> it's got pictures on the bottom of him kissing the the champions league trophy it's massive uh my jaw dropped when i saw it i mean i couldn't believe what a gift what makes a gift sense. makes sense so i will say the next thing i have to do that looks so nicely framed i gotta frame this red bolsters that i have that's autographed but I have a feeling that's not going to be cheap. Nah, that could be ch- that could be tough to, sh- to frame. That's for sure. If anyone knows a place that that uh, frames jerseys on the semi-cheap, let me know because I've just had it hanging in my room for like two years, and I don't want to have it hanging in my room. I'd actually like it framed, mm. and uh, you know, not collecting dust. That is for sure. You know, I did think of a dumping ground thing because you brought it up on your Facebook yesterday. Hmm. Uh, Michael Plantini. Oh, uh, brought yeah. In, brought in for questioning. Yeah. By the French authorities, he was released, mm-hmm. but it had to do with the Qatar uh, World Cup. Uh, y- you didn't go into details, but you clearly had an opinion on it. Uh, yeah. What's What's your opinion there? Oh, so I mean, basically, I, I mean, a surprise, surprise. There was bribery going on to a, a, a fucking a World Cup to a country that no one even knows where it is on the map. Uh, but basically, what I was talking about on Facebook, 
corruption is fucking everywhere. We're just so used to it. But is this is this the final straw for fans? And I know this is super crazy, super super crazy thought. Maybe some teams to go. You know what? Fuck going to this place because uh, bribery aside. I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but they've basically used slave labor to build these stadiums. Yes. Uh, bringing people in on work visas and then taking away their visas, taking away their passports, putting them in squalor conditions, living conditions, yes. and basically working these people to death in the heat. Um, I saw there was an estimate that they could think around 4,000 people will have died before this World Cup uh, yep. building these stadiums. Yep. What does it take as a fan, first of all, to say, I cannot, I can't go here and support it. Listen, I'm, I'm all for watching it on TV. Obviously, I would watch it on TV. But as a fan, how can you bring yourself to travel to this country that's bribed, it's clearly bribed its way in. The country has no soccer culture whatsoever. Yep. The country's like the size of like half of New Jersey, yep. um, but purely on just money. And and slave labor resulting in death. How could you go there? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And you know, it's like even from a fan, if you even want to take it down to a pure fan standpoint, when you hear about all the restrictions that are going to be had to fans, like in terms of like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter to everybody, but like where you can drink, you can only drink in like these very specific places. And mm -hmm. then you think about it, like I believe, if I'm not mistaken, forgive me if I'm wrong. I believe homosexuality is illegal in Qatar. So if you're a homosexual and you want to go to the stadium, you cannot go with your lover and uh, or husband, wife, whatever. And right, you can't express it. That's for sure. You can't express it, or you're going to get arrested. Um, I mean, FIFA, to their awful credit, seem to have toned that down at least in Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, I mean, here's what sucks: is you have so many big teams that just missed the World Cup. And you know their fan bases are e – I mean, hell, I'm a U.S. national team fan. I want to see them play in a World Cup. I'm not going. Hell no. Never in a chance. But it's like it's going to be so hard to deny – like you said, it would be great if teams boycott it, but is Italy going to boycott if they qualify? And I imagine they will. Is the Are the Netherlands going to boycott if they qualify? And I think they will. And for that matter, the United States – and that's what sucks is so many big teams have just missed this World Cup and there's just no way they're going to boycott. And yep. it's, that, it's it's so frustrating. I mean, you kind of hope that the French authorities unearth something damning that somehow can get them to switch where the World Cup is being played. I, I'm not holding my breath. Um, but, you know, these are things like I think a lot of Michael Plantini in his defense, in his personal defense, I'm not defending him, has claimed that, hey, why shouldn't the Middle East be able to, <clears throat> be able to host the World Cup? And I get that. Sure. I understand that. Sure. Absolutely, they should. But it should be in a country that accepts people like homosexuals, that accepts people that, you know, that doesn't punish people for, uh, for praise, uh, being a part of another religion. I mean, where women have rights, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm thinking women rights. I'm thinking Saudi Arabia, Qatar may have them. I don't know, but it's, but I think what you said it on top of that, 4,000 people, slave labor, 
people who are not Qataris, people who are generally Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshian, who have traveled there, had their passports confiscated as soon as they got there, so they couldn't leave, have been using slave labor to build these stadiums. It's a blood World Cup, and it's been a World Cup bought on money. And Mike Platini claims, at least in his statement, that uh, the incident in question, it was the former President Nicholas Sarkozy, who brought him into a meeting and said, hey, these Qataris are going to invest into all this shit in France, so you better vote for France. And then he says that didn't influence him. And he still voted for, for Qatar. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a shame. We've known it for years. And now it's too late, right? It's, I mean, it's too, like, I feel that a country that is invested in building all these new stadiums. Yep. I mean, FIFA's not going to just let them hang in at this point. I mean, the, the only thing I can think of is I believe Colombia was supposed to host the World Cup in 1986, and then Mexico stepped in for last chance, uh, last opportunity, I should say, and, uh, you know, uh, hosted it uh, because at that point, I think the drug wars were out of control in Colombia, and they couldn't host the World Cup. Um, but if you're going to keep it in Asia, where are you going to put it? Egypt. I mean, obviously, they probably don't have stadiums. No, you don't want to see things with pyramids? I want to see pyramids I and things. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, the geopolitical <laughs> situation there right now is not very stable. But if you're going to keep it in Asia, I mean, I guess you got to go China. You got to go uh, Australia, Japan, you know, South Korea. Put, put them all in the stadiums that were in the 2002 World Cup. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any place in the Middle East right now. I know Morocco has tried multiple times to get the World Cup, but I don't know if they have the infrastructure. I mean, well, we know Qatar doesn't have the infrastructure, but they're building it with slave labor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I mean, that's the thing. Cause you, the obvious answer is the United States, but if we're hosting it, or at least partially hosting it in 2020, right. 2026, it's not coming there. Right. So it's, it's a very frustrating uh, situation. That is for sure. Maybe we can do some kind of like crazy Street Fighter tournament where like the winner of Street Fighter, that's for the country. So it could be in Brazil or China or USSR. Yeah. Well, USA. As long as, as, long as uh, you know, Blanca is the uh, mascot. For the the, official, the, the official mascot of the World Cup. Yeah, we'll do it for sure. All right. Well, that's dumping ground. Do you have a ter- terrible team of the week? I, I mean, is it too late to give it to Thailand? <laughs> Listen, I haven't been here. I think I did in a while. Did you? Can I double down? All right, I won't double down. I'll listen. I guess I'll just beat up on on DC for losing a home in the Open Cup. There's really there's nothing else going on. We can make fun of them one more time, right? Yeah, why not? Got to make fun of them while we can. Yeah, and uh, I don't have the betting corner. I guess I'll just pick three women's teams out of my. Hat. Let's go France, United States, Canada. They win their three matches in the round of 16. Boom. There we go. Done. All right. Oh, All right. Yeah, we're going to return to normal next week, finally? Is it finally going to happen? Next week, we actually have a preview preview of uh, the Rebels. Which yeah, nice. thank God. And Jay should be back from his vegan uh, controversy, that is for sure. He's also been detained for questioning. Yeah, <laughs> same people like Michael Plantini, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, uh, you can follow us at 
Twitter, on Twitter, at Rebel Rant. Uh, you can follow myself at PMECD82, Truman at the Truman, Jay at Dr. Stooge. You can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all those good places. Give us a like, give us a rating. Please let us know how we're doing. And that is that. Uh, final words before we get out of here. Good job, Nick. You didn't fuck it up. Tomorrow night, Devils don't fuck it up. That's for the USA. Uh, win and win. Absolutely. United States, give me a good July 8th when both finals are, or 7th. I forget which day it is exactly, but that would be tremendous if I could watch all U.S. soccer. All right. Well, for myself, Truman, and Jay, who's away, this has been episode 314 of the Rebel Rant. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And as always, well, I guess at this point in the stage, go USA. Go America. America.